Welcome to the Crossroads Podcast, a podcast where we expand the conversations from Crossroads, a weekly gathering of college and young adults out of Olive Baptist Church. Through the lens of scripture, we discuss some hot takes on the challenges young adults may face while we're following Jesus, building deeper community, and reaching our world. For more information, visit olivebaptist.org slash youngadults. Welcome to the Crossroads podcast. I'm on four cups of coffee today. Actually, let me count real quick. Yes, this is my fourth one. Um, I am here. I am ready. I am excited, and I am not alone. I'm here with Anna Grace Carrick. Tell the people, hello, Anna Grace. Hello, y'all. I have not had any <laughs> coffee today. My energy is so... And then we're here with Dakota, Brian, Hill. What's going on, Crossroads family? Hope y'all are doing well today, wherever you are listening from. You can tell they're a little bit scared to be in the studio with me because I've had too much coffee, but I'm excited and ready to get back to it. So we had um, we had a little bit of a debate going into this episode today. We are going to talk about dating. We're going to jump really quickly in. Um, and then uh, we're excited to kind of unpack some of those questions that came out of our relationship series um, last semester. A series, by the way, guys, that I feel like um, was maybe the most interactive series with we've ever done. So um, we're excited to dig in. But when it comes to dating, it's about picking someone, right? It's uh, that, That's kind of what, what, what we think of. And we're having a spirited back and forth about what the best airline is. We all have different choices. Did you see what it did there with Spirited? Is that one of the... Yeah, Spirit. Yeah, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit Airlines. Airlines. That's good. The Spirit. You might make it to your destination. <laughs> might be in the airport yeah. for a while. I don't know. No, but sp- Spirit has insane baggage. Baggage fees. And really? And so many of us, yeah. when it comes to dating, we have baggage. <laughs> this is true. I and agree. I th- I'm going to do this game for a little bit. Talk about your favorite airline. And I'm just going to relate it to dating. Uh, it would yeah, be Delta Airline. That yeah. would be my favorite um, because I've had the least amount of delays or... Mm. Um, Man, some of us feel ex- like God's put the delay button on our dating game. Oh, I feel that, yes. <laughs> this is fun. This, <laughs> this is really Man, the bad. viewership is going to just plummet. <laughs> I think all of our viewers have left us by no, now. No, 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 no. Because they are excited. There's nothing... I find that when you talk about dating, when you talk about relationships, there's just a little bit extra interest because it's something near and dear to heart. So, um, guys, we want to be an authentic and uh, vulnerable podcast. So I'm going to start off. I'm not going to ask my co-host to share their worst dating experience. If they want to, though, they can volunteer. Okay, that's that's what we'll do. But just so that you were driving and there's so much baggage, you know, all joking aside... Um, the joke's going to be on me in a second again when you hear the story of how we've dated wrong, how we feel like many times in the church there's lack of clarity for how we should date, how do you, you know, there's rejection involved, there's questions, there's how do I find the one, right, in air quotes. So just to kind of put you at ease as you listen to this, I'm going to share the worst dating experience I've ever had, just so that you know that we're not coming at this from a posture of judgment. So, 10th grade. You started young. Ish. Yeah, I don't think I was technically allowed to date, but <laughs> I uh <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> at a Christian school <laughs> and uh, as small private Christian schools go, 
Um, I think Anna Grace, you were homeschooled in Dakota. You went to to public school, so yes, public school. So I had a little bit like I I had a lot of that small private school things, you know. So I had an interest at the time in this certain girl, um, but I didn't think she was into me. So another girl had an interest in me, and I was like, well, you know what? We're gonna quote unquote date. So you know, tenth grade high school relationship. That word means very little. But the long story short is, um, I told her I loved her over Facebook Messenger, I think, the first Mm. day. Wow. The first day. Yeah. So, and then it was a four-day relationship. (laughs) Yikes, Tim. So, (laughs) I I, I am not pretending like I was a great disciple of Jesus at that time. Did she break up with you? No. No, no, no. Um, She should have. So, you told her you loved her, and then three days later, you broke up with her? Yes. It... I told you I was setting the bar really low. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm now happily married. I have a wonderful wife. But <laughs> I throw that out there to go, if you have absolutely failed at dating, <laughs> you are not alone. Um, so with that wonderful segue that Anna Grace may or may not edit out, uh, we are here to no, talk that's, about That's going to stay dating. in. That's got to stay in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to Well, because I think, I think there can be a lot of shame around the subject, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, when you guys think about dating... Um, in the church, what are the main kind of conversations you feel like are there? Like, what is the main messaging you think that young adults are hearing when it comes to dating? I think there's some confusion around dating because there's some ambiguous terms, I would say, of like, are we, I'm interested in this person, and then I'm going to talk to this person, and then I'm going to date, but then are we like official there? Like, Mm -hmm. if we're just dating, or are we actually like in a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend? Um, So I think a lot of what I've heard is just confusion about it. So um, I think there just has to be a lot of clarity in mm-hmm. dating. Yeah. There's a lot of labels out there, mm-hmm. you know, especially um, what one couple is doing may be completely different from what another couple is doing or it, or even just the label that they put on themselves. Yeah. And so labels can create a whole ton of confusion. Yeah. I'm in a, I'm in agreement guys. I think, I think there's two things that are happening uh, and, and they're two extremes, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's extremes when you look at the way the world, or even sometimes we as the church can start to drift. And I think on one side there, there can be an over obsession with romance in our culture today, mm-hmm. you know, in a world inundated with rom-coms and dating apps and, um, honestly just sexuality is mm-hmm. kind of like what a honestly would be mm. the prominent way I think we think of humanness. So there's this pressure to find um, the one. There's this pressure to um, have romance. Um, and honestly, there's a huge pressure to have sex, right, as a young adult. Um, and we don't talk about that a lot in the world, but that, you know, there's almost, and we'll get into this when we talk about singleness the next one, there's almost an idea in our world today that to not have sex, right, to be someone who is not married or not sexually active is to make you less of a human, right? We've mm-hmm. we've really raised this idea of sexuality and romance to, um, I would say, an unhealthy extreme. Yeah. But it's crazy. As we've done this, you've got to know this, in the, in the book, The Coddling of the American Mind, um, there's, a, there's some really interesting research there that with all of this obsession with sexuality, with romance, with more options of how to date, with honestly even the boom of um, 
thing that's terrible for society, um, but that raises sexuality and the consciousness even more with, with pen- pornography, people are getting married less and they're getting married later and they're actually mm-hmm. less sexually active. These are all... Hmm. Um, and I take that to think that on one side, there's this pressure to date and find love. And then there's also this cheapening of what love is in an exchange of love for lust that young adults historically are finding love less. Our, our starting families later are getting married later. And um, it's an interesting conundrum to be in. So I don't know if you guys have noticed any of that. I kind of just gave a mouthful there. Um, but do you see that? Do you see any of those kind of extremes happening? Yeah, I, I think you can see that a little bit. Um, you know, speaking from someone, while Karen and I, we got married, uh, I would say fairly fairly young. You know, we got married you guys? Uh, 23 and 22, I think, respectively. And so as soon as Cameron finished her bachelor's degree, um, we got married um, mm-hmm. shortly after, and so just a few months later. Um, and so we got married a little bit later, well, still early, um, but uh, I think that um, even just kind of looking at some people in our age range, and not everybody, um, because statistics can be that way, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, just by looking at one segment, you can't say the thing is segment about is true about the entire you know population there in that age range. Um, but I mean, just people in our age group, you know, some of them are waiting a little bit later to start families or um, to do things that traditionally may have happened at an earlier age. Mm-hmm. And and I think. And again, when we work, work through this series, we know that there's no magical age you need to be married at, right? Um, <laughs> you get married at 40, if that's what you want. You get, you get married later in life. You get married earlier in life. But I think it does say something when a culture that is obsessed with this concept of love mm-hmm. and obsessed with this concept of sex, it statistically isn't working out. It isn't working out. And uh, I think we need to... I think the challenge before us is how do we not necessarily just find out what culture is doing and either just simply react to it or swim along with it. I think we've got to do dating under the banner of Jesus as Lord, Hmm. right? That's the, that's the banner that as a disciple of Jesus, we live under. So we'll dig into those um, questions. Any, anything else on kind of the broader thing of dating, Anna Grace? No, I think I'm excited to dig into this topic a little bit more of because we know the Bible doesn't necessarily have um, direct guidelines for dating, but to take the principles from the Bible and um, date according to that, um, I think it's going to be really exciting to talk about. Yeah. Right. Yeah, newsflash. There's no, um, you know, epistle of the bachelor in the New Testament. There's not. <laughs> you know, so there's not like a, sometimes I think we pretend like the Bible has all these like, you know, practical tips for how to date well, and you know. It's like, no, it doesn't really talk about it, but there's a lot of principles um, about marriage and love and, and romance and honestly just more discipleship to Jesus mm-hmm. and, and family that um, flow from there. So we're going to ask a few questions. If you want a um, longer teaching on dating, um, go back to our YouTube archives and you've got a, a good long teaching there. I'll link that in the a link, show yeah, notes. Yeah, it'll be linked in the show notes as well. For our purposes, what we're doing is, as part of that series, we had a lot of um, live Q&A afterwards, and mm-hmm. there was a great response to that. But we weren't able to get to every question, and we weren't able to even get to every question that was asked a lot. So 
I'm going to pick three or four, and we're just going to dialogue about this. These were questions that were asked a lot, and the first one, Dakota, is a lot of fun, and it's going to be great because <laughs> we have a woman in the studio. We do. You got two guys in the studio. Two guys who are married. Correct. So we have to do what this question talks about every day. We do. Um, and we've also got a, at the time of this podcast, because who knows the search is a currently single woman here. Yes. Who is involved in these type of conversations. So yes. I think this is a really interesting question. Um, here it is. Guys asked this one in droves. Guys came out of the woodwork for this one. Mm-hmm. They shouted about this one. They did all kinds of things about this one. They made passive-aggressive comments of why we didn't answer this one. <laughs> the girls made non-passive-aggressive comments about how they felt like we should answer this one. So with all that anticipation, how do you talk to women? That was the most asked question. Can you believe that, Dakota? How do you talk to women? That's a really great question. It's <laughs> uh, a great question. Yeah. Um, you know, when you think about it, um, this is something that, I mean, even going back to goodness, I mean, I think guys that are in middle school and high school, you know, just um, even when yes. I was there just a few years ago, were asking this question, you know, hey, there's this, there's this girl that I like or I, I think I might like, you know, how in the world do I talk to her? Um, and I think that kind of as your maturity or as you mature, um, the way that you may think about this question actually changes and just the way you approach it, that matures as well. Um, but above all else, I believe that the best way to answer this question, how do you talk to a woman, is to, when you talk to them, is that you need to talk to them like you're talking to your sister in Christ. Mm. Yes, that's a great that's way. Above all else. Yep. That is the great. baseline at which you should approach, whether it's... Mm. Uh, young lady or an older lady that you've just met, mm-hmm. um, whether it's your significant other, your fiance, or even if it's your spouse, at the end of the day, you should be approaching talking to that female as you are talking to a sister in Christ. That's so good. That's, that's fire, Dakota. I don't know if I could do, I don't think I could like from a girl's perspective, say anything different. Um, like my original answer for this was just talk to her like a human being, but like (laughs) talk to her as your sister in Christ, talk to her and be um, interested in like her, her day, ask her how her day was and be interested in her and don't, um, don't treat her as anything more than your sister in Christ until she is more than your sister in Christ. Yeah. Going to that is as you're talking to someone as your sister in Christ, like, don't, like, you don't have to make it awkward and be like, hey, hello, my fellow sister. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, don't, don't do that. Because there are those dudes, let's be honest. There like, are, Every yes. two seconds, you're my sister. They it's just like, took notes and they were like, okay. Like, Bro, I don't know if you think that's game, but it sounds like a little bit like a cult, you know? <laughs> this is true. Sister. It's like, well, no, we're good. We're, calm down. Um, all right, Anna Grace, because I'm going to circle back with what Dakota said, because I've got a verse that explicitly, I don't know if you know Dakota, you probably did, there's a verse that literally says what you said. So yeah. my man. I appreciate that. There's like just, just a little fist bump th- that happened. It's almost like you read the Bible or something. You know what I mean? So I, I try my best. Yeah, it, yeah. It's awesome. Um, Andy Grace. So we got, we got a guy's perspective, which was uh, scripture infused. 
probably not. I, I think the dudes might have been looking for like, what is it that Gen Z says now? Which more, more practical? Maybe. Well, I think they want Riz. Is what uh, they? Oh yeah. Riz. <laughs> you guys heard about this new? Yeah. I, I guess it, Riz. Riz means game. What we used to call it, I think. I'm not the person to talk to about yeah, that. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Anna <Sorry>. Grace, <laughs> how do how does a guy Riz up a lady? I mean, how does a man talk to, to <laughs> women? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. How to? Because I don't think Riz is is what is what women are looking for. So from a girl's perspective, when you're talking to a guy, one that you may be interested, in, or honestly, just in general, yeah, what puts you at ease? Um, what feels natural? W- w- tell us about h- help our uh, help our brothers out there listening. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of pressure with this, and mm. me being the you uh, are speaking for like 3.5 billion women. Worldwide. I know this is a lot. And I feel like I should have put more thought into this. Um, (laughs) But I do agree with Dakota. Like, um, we want to be talked to like you would talk to a sister in Christ. And with that, be interested in her. Ask her how her day was. Um, Ask her what she, I mean, ask her what she likes to do. Ask her, um, ask her questions and just keep the conversation going. And don't treat her like a bro. I guess is one of the things I would say, like it, she, you are going to talk to her a little different than mm-hmm. you would your guy best friend. Yeah. Um, but it's not a lot different than just carrying on a conversation with anyone. Just go up and, and talk to her. It's genuine interest. Yeah. It's genuine showing interest. showing genuine interest. Yes. Yeah. I think and that's I don't a think great, it has to be yeah. anything special. Yeah. I, I think that, I think a lot of it is just like, there's so much pressure. It's like, let's just relax a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, um, and I get Dakota and I have lived there. It's, it's hard. You know, you get nervous, all these things. It is. Um, I want to go back to what Dakota said, cause I, I think it's gold. And then I want to, I want to end with just a moment on this question of what I think is the unstated question in that question. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll get to that in a second, but first Timothy five, one and two, it's, it's, Speaking to Timothy, who's a young man, likely a young adult man, um, somewhere in that age Yeah. Don't rebuke an older man. So, you know, don't go up to older guys in the church, start yelling at him. But exhort him as a father. So encourage him. If you get a disagreement, exhort. Younger men as brothers. So treat other young, you know, have that brother relationship, right? Older women as mothers. So, so treat older women in the church with the respect that we should give our, our, our mom. I love the simplicity of this. And the younger women as sisters with all purity. Hmm. So treat them as sisters. Um, here's another thing, guys. It says with all purity. Hmm. So you don't scan the room and go, I'm lusting after that girl. I'm going to go talk to her. All right? Treat her as a sister. Look at her with value, with dignity. And that's mm-hmm. going to even come across in the way that you communicate. If your mind is so filled with lust and you view women only as an object in that way, that's going to come across in the way that you communicate. I'm not a woman, but I, f- I feel like women can sense that, right? Yeah. So you. that's probably another thing, honestly, like to just be, again, real, that has made for a lot of guys, it's hard to talk to women. It's hard to talk to women when you view them mainly as sexual objects. Mm-hmm. I've talked to a lot of guys. This is this is a byproduct of struggling with sin. And I've got a story in my past about uh, pornography. We can get into that in another episode. It makes it it can twist the way that we we see the opposite sex. 
And what that does is it, it adds a level of awkwardness that doesn't need to be there. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When there's this purity, when there's this, man, this is my sister in Christ, there's a freedom to conversation. There, there, you know, so that's something to just to understand as well. Now, a quick word before we go to the next question on what I think is underneath that. I think a lot of it is like, how do I go up and talk to a girl, ask them out? I think, I think, would you guys agree that that yeah. may be the, the underlying? Yeah. Um, I think there's the one level, like, how do I actually have conversations? Um, but for some other people, it's like... But mainly you're going to worry about that conversation if there's an interest in, yes. like, dating that person. Yeah. Do the do the conversating part first, mm-hmm. I would say. So, you know. But also, uh, I'd encourage guys, when it comes to talking to women, you want to ask them out, here's what you should do. You go up to them and you ask them out on a date. But you say that it's a date. And yeah, you if you want it to be a date, yeah. Yes. If you want yeah, if you want it to be a date, then you tell them that you want to take them out on a date. And I say that because it's 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 simple. It doesn't mean it's easy. But I think I think guys want this formula. We we want a way to remove all the uncomfortableness from it and you the fear of rejection. So we want a way to like have <laughs> At some point, if you're interested in a girl, you want to go talk to her, you've got to let her know you're interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, it, at some point, right? So that that's the part that it's like, there's no magic formula here. It's not like there's a magic buzzword that suddenly she's going to go, oh, you came over here and you want to grab coffee next week at two o'clock. You know, thank you for mentioning, you know, like <laughs> you got to take the initiative. Take the initiative um, if you're interested. Ask to spend more time with her. If you want mm-hmm. it to be a date, and you, you, hey, can I take you on a date? If you want it to be, I'd like to get to know you more as a friend. Hey, I'd love to hang out as friends next week. Just get to know you more. I'm interested. Right. Yeah, Tim, I think that kind of ties in with kind of how we started this episode is that there's sometimes just a lot of confusion about what relationships look like. Um, now, you obviously don't want to be too blunt when you're having a conversation with someone that you're wanting to interact enter a relationship with, but at the same time, if you just clearly define what you're wanting the next interaction or the next chunk of time mm-hmm. that you're going to be spending with that person, yeah. that will probably help alleviate a lot of the confusion that may be currently happening or mm-hmm. could maybe even happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. Clarity. You know, yeah. that's what I hear. Just, just clarity. Yeah. And it's not easy, but good things in life aren't easy. You know what I mean? And mm. I still remember the time when my wife turned me down. Um, it was hard, and uh, but you know what I did is I got up the next morning, and I don't remember what I did that day, but I lived. You know, the <laughs> sun came up. You know, We're here now. and my ego was a little bruised, and uh, but it was good for me. And I think I think that's something that guys just let's take initiative. You know what I mean? Um, cool. Okay. Here's a here's a hot button question. I actually don't think it's hot button if you look at scripture, but. Can you ministry date, and how important is being equally yoked? Um, this one to me is not overly tricky if you look at scriptures, but mm-hmm. what are you guys? So I think by ministry date they mean, um, okay, there, yeah. Can you date someone who is not a believer? I think is one aspect, hmm. and then another aspect of that question may be. Can you date someone who's in a different place than you spiritually and through dating them, call them up higher kind right. of disciple date, you know, what are your guys' thoughts? 
I would say based on scripture, no, you cannot, I would say missionary date maybe of like, you can't date, you should not date a non-believer and you should not marry a non-believer. Yeah. Um, but as far as like being equally yoked, I think that's where it can be being unequally yoked. Um, or maybe, I don't know. I could be no, wrong. correct me if I'm wrong, but like it could be spiritually where saved and unsaved, but then there's also the, like maybe just got saved and has been saved for 10 years. Yeah. In which case I think it goes back to discipleship and like how um, sold out they are. Mm -hmm. And if they're daily surrendered and taking steps in their walk with Jesus, just as you are, and maybe you are like, have been saved for 10 years and they just got saved. I think there can be a relationship there. Um, I think if they are not following Jesus and you are a follower of Jesus, then that relationship isn't, you can't have it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that, Anna Grace. You, if you're approaching a relationship or you're interested in somebody, knowing that they may not be an unbeliever, or maybe you're an unbeliever yourself, um, to go in that relationship with the mindset saying, well, I know what I believe, but I know that I can change that person, or I think I can change that person, so that way we will be on the same level. That's not the right way to approach that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you guys answered that great, so I'm not going to overextend this point except I'd say a couple things. I think, okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to say like four things rapid fire. Okay, mm-hmm. number one, Scripture's clear in 2 Corinthians 7, right? Light and darkness can't go together. So, you know, saved, unsaved, as far as, like, follower of Jesus, non-follower of Jesus, God's design is not for that to be the union of marriage, which dating should be pointing towards marriage, right? Mm -hmm. So part Mm -hmm. of dating is to go, are we equally yoked, right? So, hey, I love Jesus. Oh, I don't. <laughs> okay, that's a really clear, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or I'm really passionate about Jesus. Well, I'm kind of passionate about Jesus, right? That this is the most important thing about us, right? Right. So that that to me, I said all the time, I don't tend to apologize for it. It's a question I get a lot when I talk about dating. Um I know it's hard, but it's it's not loving for us to go, yeah, it's a really good idea. Now, second side though is there's grace, there's many people I know who they did missionary day and you know what it ended up working out um and or there's others who one of them got saved after marriage or so there is like if you know people who this is how they met like our job is not to go around and and judge them it's go man god is Mm -hmm. good that he worked in the middle of that yeah right um but know that like there there's a way a design here you know what i mean um, the other thing is the the aspect of trying, you've got to distinguish, you know, if you say you're both believers, but there's a different level there, you need to, you just need to dis, to distinguish between like, hey, this is iron sharpening iron, making someone better, and straight up like, I'm having to carry the weight of their spiritual growth on my shoulders. Yeah. So girls, if you get a guy and, uh, you know, it's one thing if you're like, hey, What'd you read in your Bible? Oh, I forgot to read my Bible today. That doesn't mean I'm not here to ministry date. You break up, right? But if like they're not like even plugged into a church, yeah. If they're not, you know, they've got no desire to grow, 
that's a red flag. And same for guys to girls, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, she's, you know, well, she's super attractive. Okay, but does she love Jesus? Does she go to church? Does she care? Like, well, I think so. We talked about it once. No, that's not a good, you know what I mean? So, because remember, guys, Jesus as our Lord is the most important thing about us. Mm -hmm. As Christians, literally little Christs, that's Mm -hmm. what consumes our life. So if you really just think about it from that perspective, um, it, it doesn't make sense. I want to say my fourth thing, lastly, before we move on to the last question. Especially to my sisters in Christ out there, we've got to stop lowering the standards hmm. because we're afraid of not meeting someone. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that to guys as well. I happen to have, in my ministry experience, I've seen it happen too many times with girls. Yeah but it can happen with guys as well. Stop lowering your standards. If, like, it is going to be way more hard to be married to someone who is the wrong person than it would have been to wait or to have to find your identity in Christ alone. Um, so those are those are my thoughts there. Any last thoughts about um, the whole equally yoked and all that jazz? You had a good bow on that. That's pretty good. Mini four-point sermon. Yeah, I don't, I can't, yeah. I gotta stop doing points. Okay, lastly. Scene. This will be short and sweet, (laughs) this last question, because our methodology that I feel confident that the three of us are going to teach is going to be short and sweet. Mm. How to break up, you like what I did there? How to break up when the relationship is not moving towards marriage. Gently and honestly tell them, why you're breaking up and then break up. Okay. Yeah. Anna Grace, gently, honestly, don't put the blame on the Holy Spirit. Yes. Mm. And don't, don't ghost that's them. That's a good one. And yeah, don't ghost them. Yeah, guys, this one, this is hard. <laughs> don't do what I did in 10th grade, as I mentioned at the beginning. Um, don't, don't be a complete jerk. And also, like Dakota said something profound there. Don't blame the Holy Spirit. Like, just be like, that. that's a big one. Hey, like, the Holy Spirit's called me into a new season of ministry. <laughs> and like, I just don't know. It's like, calm down. You're the one choosing to break up. Now, the Holy Spirit may have led you to that. The scriptures may have led you to that, the body of Christ. <laughs> but it's that whole hands-up approach we talk in Genesis. <laughs> You decided to break up, girl. You decided to break up, guy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't see a future with them, that's going to be... Because what can happen is when we hide behind these other things, you end up doing damage to them. Right. Right. So Mm -hmm. so imagine if you break up, say you're a guy, you break up with a girl and say, man, God told me not to date you. You know what that does to their psyche? Now they're they're wrestling with their worth. Am I not good enough for God? Right? Hmm. Hey, I I personally don't see a future in this relationship leading to marriage um, for this reason, for that reason. And, man, I've enjoyed spending time with you. Um, but don't lie if you haven't, gonna continue. Though. Yeah, if you haven't enjoyed spending <laughs> like, just be honest. I think that's the, be clear and honest. You know yeah. what I mean? There, mm-hmm. This isn't going to go forward. Um, so, yeah. Does, any, anything else? Short and sweet. Don't probably don't try and still be their best friend for the no, most part. No, I think there no. has to be no. some time apart. We're not dating anymore, but like we're best friends and best friends hold hands. It's like, uh, I'm confused. No. 
You guys seen that before? Yes. It's, it's yeah. very confusing. Like they're worshiping together, holding hands, and you're like, I'm, this feels confusing. Mm-hmm. Well, we broke up, but we're kind of working through it together. And then don't use no. the, now I'm, now I'm on a mini soapbox, but don't use the person you broke up with as emotional support to walk you through the, the breakup. <laughs> you guys seen that one before? Yeah. yeah. It's not a good idea. Well, we got on the phone, we talked for two hours about how hard it's been since our breakup. Hmm. That that's just gonna. Well, also like the on again, off again. You've like you broke up with them for a reason, so you've got to work through that, and then. And if it's if, a bad reason, you know they love Jesus yeah. too much, so I broke up with them. Well, if well, you know, so maybe. no, I think you, you know. I think it's just a lot of the summation of kind of what we talked about today is this is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be easy, but nothing worthwhile in life is easy. Mm-hmm. To date well, to marry well, to read your Bible every day, to confess sin, to be part of a church community, to make disciples, to go to the nations with the gospel, to uh, intentionally rest and work and play and build community, and all these other things. It's not easy, but it's worthwhile because following Jesus is worth it. So, um, guys, we've enjoyed talking today about dating. I hope some of this was helpful. I hope some of it was humorous. And um, I hope you guys have a great rest of the day. We will see you soon as we talk about singleness. Bye, y'all. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Crossroads Podcast, where we expand the conversations from Crossroads, a weekly gathering of college and young adults out of Olive Baptist Church. We are big about building radical community by keeping it real and conquering those hot topics that young adults may face. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a beat.